And I'm Sophia. And we have two very special guests that are pretty much need no introduction when it comes to Gravel Worlds and Pirate Cycling League. But here's the introduction. We have the founder of Pirate Cycling League, Craig Schmidt. And we have the founder of Gravel Worlds, Corey Godfrey. Welcome to the podcast. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah. Us. So, yeah, it's Gravel Worlds week. People are coming into town. We are so excited as a team to have everybody here in Lincoln. It gives me goosebumps thinking about all the people that are like driving in their cars right now, listening to this, getting amped up, ready to ride our gravel roads. It's so exciting. That's right. So what are you, what are you guys most excited for here going into Gravel Worlds Week? Uh, just seeing people. People, I, you know, it's, it's a bit of a reunion. Um, just seeing people I haven't seen for a long time and, and meeting new people, uh, seeing, you know, what Expo's people have at the expo and just all of it taking all of it in yeah i would second that um it's always a big reunion for us we have lots of things on the list what are you guys you know what are you the first time things happening this year are like we have a lot of shakeout rides we have some cool pro panels that we haven't had before what are you guys most looking forward to that haven't been done at gravel worlds before you know i'm really excited about what we did with uh, um thousand women of gravel it's it's I just think it's cool, and yeah. um, I'm excited to see how that goes and where it goes. Um, and I'm I'm really proud of what we've done with that. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to uh, the run. Looking forward to the double. Yeah, so that's something new we added this year. So it'll be a fun challenge, and to see people who are doing, um, you know, the mid south double, then also our double, the double double. That's going to be pretty amazing. Yeah, the Bobby Wintel crew is going to be here just in a few days starting to get ready That's and right. giving out Bobby hugs at the finish Yeah, your surprise, spoiler alert, you might get a Bobby hug at Gravel Worlds <laughs> this year. That's that's never been done, I don't think. I'm Yeah, I'm really excited for the run. I'm really excited for um, all the, the shakeout rides that are there. Thousand women excited for that. I, I, it's just going to be a pretty incredible week for sure. Yep. What are you excited for, Sophia? I am really excited to see the Thousand Women of Gravel initiative come to life as well. It's been a whole, almost a whole year in the making, and to see so many women be at the start line is just going to be indescribable. So I'm pumped. Awesome. All right. Well, let's get in. The, the kind of the purpose of this podcast was for people to hear the OG stories that only Craig and Corey really know because they were the, the ones there at the very beginning. Uh, so that's that's kind of why we had them in as so people coming into yeah. town know the history because there's so much history that goes goes into this that was laid into stone before Sophia and I came onto the team. So it's very important that we, we hear these stories. So the biggest one that we a question we get asked all the time is why is everything pirate themed? Well, you know, at the time we're doing something different, something that you didn't need a, a governing organization. You didn't need a lot of rules. And it kind of felt like we were pirates, you know, like we were doing our own thing. We didn't we didn't need a lot of rules and kind of fit. Plus, who doesn't like pirates? That's right. That's who doesn't right. like skulls? You know, it just it just seemed super seemed punk to, rock. It just seemed to fit. It was very natural. That's right. So, yeah, Gravel Worlds and Pirate Cycling League are so intertwined at this point <laughs> it's yeah so that that's why all of our stuff is pirate themed all of our race events are are pirate themed is because of the pirate cycling league and we we had the opportunity a couple weeks ago to have uh, craig schmitty on 
just him talking about Pirates Cycling League. So go listen to that one if you haven't listened to that one yet. So after that, it's kind of like the chicken or the egg question. Which came first, Gravel Worlds or Pirates Cycling League? Uh, definitely the Pirates Cycling League. So, you know, the Pirate Cycling has been around probably since, by my count, probably 2005, somewhere around there, I'm guessing. Um, I think I started the PCL blog in 2008, but we were doing events well before that. And then uh, for Gravel Worlds, it was first conceptualized in 2009. And the predecessor event, the Good Life Gravel Adventure, that was run for two years, 2008, 2009. And then it was rebranded in the gravel worlds in 2010. So yeah, the PCL has been around for a while and, and really the PCL has done a lot more than just gravel. Right. You know, it's, it, I think we started doing the first event might've been a criterium. Yeah. In a industrial park. Yeah. So yeah. it started out as road. Then, Ugh. Yeah. Thanks for changing that. <laughs> I'm just it, kidding. We love our roadies. I'm sorry. Did, was there ever a point to point road event? Never on the road. We, we did, the the crit and then we did those circuit races off of west denton road and southwest 12th there's kind of a housing area up there and actually it's it's a great course now there's houses but at first there wasn't a lot and we did kind of some circle circuit events out there and all that was just by phone calls i don't you know what it wasn't facebook then and yeah, we just would call each other and say where we were meeting and what we were doing and just go for it. Yeah, very organic. Word of mouth and, you know, calling people or just running into somebody on a ride. Like, hey, you should come out and do this. So it's pretty cool how that kind of morphed into what it is now. But, yeah, Gravel Worlds 2010, that was the first year. And it's been going now for, what is it, year 13? 13. 13, yeah. Lucky number. So, yeah, it's been, it's been fun to see the growth. Do you remember... I vividly remember the meeting where over pizza and beer at D Street where you pitched the idea and said, we need to do something. There's no one's claimed gravel worlds yet. There's cyclocross worlds. There's road worlds. There's all these other, but there's not a gravel worlds. And we have something special here in Lincoln. And uh, I remember that vividly. If we set up the living room and put people i could almost put everyone in where they were sitting i could remember that really really well so it started that's how gravel world started the idea of gravel worlds yeah i basically invited everybody over to d street and bought some pizza and we had some beer and i pitched the idea i was kind of sitting on it for a while and uh everyone's like yeah let's let's go for it let's do it you know it'd be it's a fun idea so it started kind of tongue-in-cheek, but it's definitely morphed into something more than that now. It's, it's really, in my mind, um, gravel's always been a discipline that really deserves something worthy of a world championship, and I think we have that. So yeah. it's become something really, really special. And it's really cool because, yeah, you can get a world championship out of it, but you also, you know, you don't have to be the fastest and you still have an incredible time out there. Yeah, definitely. And part of it is, too, you know, the word gravel world is not just – a championship in my mind but it's really it's bringing all the different worlds of cycling kind of together yep. and that's kind of how early gravel was too you know it was we had roadies we had mountain bikers you know we had people who were triathletes we had all different types of people showing up for for these events and it was just kind of bringing all the different worlds together which was really kind of cool and that was something i thought was pretty special about it and in my mind lincoln really made sense good location for it you know geographically if you were to look in the middle of the country 
it's pretty much Nebraska, right this area. And uh, we have a lot of really good gravel roads, and we all know that here. Yeah. You can be outside of, of town in 20 minutes on your bike and be on some pretty cool roads. Yep. It's so, a great example of how inclusive it is. Yep, for sure. And it's also Lincoln's, I, I always say we're a big gravel town as far as like gravel as we know it now. Like we're the state capital. We have a lar- one of the largest or the lar- largest university in the state here. So we're also a college town. But we, but we have resources here to host a world championship. And like we don't really have a limit on how big we could make this and invite more people into the gravel family. So yeah it makes sense like it it may have started as a joke but we consider ourselves gravel worlds we are gravel worlds and you know we have uh let's talk a little bit about the trademark like what was the whole process of that because we we have gravel worlds as an official registered trademark according to the u.s government so what was the what was the whole process of that yeah it just made sense trying to get that trademarked the process was kind of a lengthy legal process uh it took over a year it was almost two years. Yeah, I think our first attempt was a while ago, and it never was followed through. But our second attempt, uh, it did take hiring an attorney after trying to do it ourselves and several different rounds with the the trademark office. Uh, an attorney didn't agree with our application. Then we, you know, had to submit some um, testimony or not really testimony, but some people signing off agreeing that when you hear Gravel Worlds, that they think of our event. So once we got all that put in, um, we were able. To to demonstrate distinction, and we got our, our trademark. So it was a pretty big deal. Yep. And that was awarded just after Gravel Worlds 2021. Yep. Yep. I think in September. Right yeah. It, we kind of, we had an idea that it was going to go through, but like we didn't want to announce it because it can always go through. And it, we were really hoping we could announce it like at Gravel Worlds last year. And it was, it was like two or three weeks after Gravel Worlds. We got the, the email and the piece of paper and it's like, yes, we, we are Gravel Worlds. We can't take it away from us. So yeah, yeah that was a, it was a cool day. And I, I've got that letter embossed with the, the trademark <clears throat> at home. Oh, so that's so cool. It's, it's Hanging in cool. his office. Yep. It's pretty cool. Yeah, and I also know when it's going to expire, so I need to make sure I stand <laughs> You can look at that every day. I can and look at a... it on the wall. Like, okay, I got to do it every six years. So, yeah. You know, I got I to gotta say, though, we say tongue-in-cheek, but even from its inception, I took it very serious. You know, and I, I think, you know, like, you know, like the people that, that win and the people that m- may not win, it's still a serious event, but we're also having fun at the same time yes. so it's you know though we say tongue-in-cheek you know i and i think all of us and the people that are driving into lincoln you know it, it is a serious event yep yeah for sure and i think that's what's cool about gravel too it's it's serious but it's also a good time so that's where yeah. it, it's much more inclusive uh, it's much more i say synonymous to like what a marathon would be you know you have super fast elite people but you also have people that are having a good time out there with friends and trying to finish or trying to beat a pr so that's kind of like the beauty of what gravel is now there's so many people who that is their favorite day is coming to gravel worlds and seeing their friends that they haven't seen for an entire year and making memories out on the gravel they look forward to it 364 days a year yep definitely what are your guys' favorite memories from Gravel Worlds over the year? What is their favorite? Or, I mean, yeah, or several favorites. Yeah. Like, what are your favorite go-tos that you always go to? I'm taking a deep breath here because I need to think of... I, I know one that Craig and I always talk about. You know, we always wait for the last rider 
and we've always done that regardless of how late they come in. One year we're waiting for a rider who's actually on our team now, Jamie Granquist. We knew that she was the last rider out there. She was riding a cargo bike that year, I believe. Yeah. Pretty sure it was a cargo bike. Yeah. And uh, she was taking her time, you know, it was hot. So the sun had gone down and we were waiting in front of the Court Farm on whatever that road is. Going into uh, yeah, West West Pioneers. West Pioneers, yeah. yeah. So it's paved, but the sun had gone down. It was a really hot day. We were literally laying in the middle of the road because <laughs> you can see cars coming either way from a yeah. long distance. It was incredibly hot that day. Yeah, and but, I remember that we thought, and you know, who knows? We were been awake for over twenty four hours, but we both agreed that laying on the pavement was the coolest temperature wise than anything else we could find at the time. It was, it was nice and cool. And we're like, we're waiting for Jamie. And like my favorite memory is Jamie coming in and finishing. And she was super pumped that we were still there. Like, yeah, we're going to be here. Are you kidding me? Yeah, of course. So that was a a really cool, cool story. And another one I can, I can tell kind of revolving around like finishers, uh, the, the year that Austin horse came into town and he ended up winning it. So Austin is a more of a fixed gear um, city rider from New York City, Red Bull athlete, fast guy, super fast. He ended up winning that year. And he went or stayed at the Rancourt Farm. Well, Chinda David, I think, was our last finisher that year as well. So the next day, Chinda forgot something out at the farm. So uh, the Rancourts were there and they were just so happy that they had the first place finisher and the last finisher and up getting a picture of them together. So that was kind of Aww. a pretty cool moment too that they shared with me and I thought it was really awesome. You know, and Austin was just like, how's your ride? You know, like really chatting up um, with uh, Chinda. So it was really cool to see how the first place finisher and last place finisher interact and they, they shared stories. They had a great time together. Yeah, I, uh, definitely the waiting for Jamie and laying on the pavement is that's one of my top threes as well. Um, there was the one year that it was really muddy. It, you know, we had people had to walk. We had broken down bikes and things. But at my aunt and uncle's checkpoint, a rider had come in. His name's Andrew. And I just, you know, how, how you doing? And how's it going? Do you need anything? And he said, well, I just had this really cool experience. Uh, I was walking my bike. It was muddy. And there were two uh, yellow labs at the, in the road. Just one had a stick in his mouth (laughs) and the other one, they're both super friendly, but the one with the stick in his mouth dropped the stick at my feet, at Andrew's feet. And Andrew grabbed it and threw it. The dog took off running, grabbed the stick, brought it back, dropped it at his feet. And so Andrew stayed with these two dogs and played catch or fetch with one of the dogs while the other dog, he picked ticks off of it. <laughs> and I thought that was super cool that somebody would take the time to play fetch and pick ticks off of a dog. Um, and so that definitely is, is one of many. I'm sure we could talk for hours about some of the you know special things or funny things that that happened but that that's another one that kind of sticks in my mind for me in 2011 actually that was a muddy year i rode that year okay so i just remember some folks being pretty salty on some gravel roads and them probably not realizing i was 
the guy who helped put the event on <laughs> and making some comments too it's like yeah that guy's it must be some real jerks doing this i yeah. wonder who could do that I wow know, yeah so that was kind of fun some out-of-towners were there you know so it's that was a that was a good time um and finishing i think i finished with raffle that year so finishing with some friends that was a fun one what about the and this was really early too and uh the year that um ben swift won the fat bike that was early i think ben won that in 2010 that might have been the first year or second year yeah and i just remember him at my aunt and uncle's not in very good shape um not thinking well not walking well nothing nothing was well and but he had this entourage of riders with him whose whole objective was to get ben to the finish line because they knew that he was going to be the fat bike champion and just seeing that group of people shepherding ben to the finish and you know was uh, another memorable experience um you know one of them forgot their helmet at their my aunt and uncle's and so i grabbed the helmet and caught up to him further down the road in my car and rolled down the window and told him that he was disqualified that he couldn't shepherd ben <laughs> into the finish because he didn't have his helmet on and uh just uh, how discouraged of course I didn't disqualify him I just gave him his helmet and he went about his way but just how just in that moment his look the look on his face was like oh my gosh no way I just got disqualified <laughs> uh, but that was a pretty pretty special special moment as as well I think we got to talk about Peter Rancourt ringing the cowbell oh my gosh what oh year? my god I'm not sure what year that was <laughs> Oh, another early one. That was the year Austin, I think, maybe won. Yeah, Peter and Jane are amazing. Uh, they've hosted uh, a checkpoint every almost every year, and they've hosted the start and finish for a couple of years at their farm. And yeah, the yeah the only reason we haven't gone there really is when like we can't get to it because of like road work. Yeah. I know we didn't go there last year because the county was like basically there's no way to get there yeah, with the, culvert projects and stuff yeah i don't Corey, do you want to tell tell how peter started the gravel worlds that year so it's a very large cowbell i mean it's like i don't know probably the size of a volleyball i'm guessing this bell they they put it on horses and somewhere in Aust europe yeah I, I think it was on cattle actually he told me and it was uh it's cattle okay and maybe he got it in austria or something like that yeah so he put this thing wearing around his waist kind of like a belt and in order to ring the bell around your waist oh, no. you have to do some gyrating <laughs> so peter this is still in the dark this is six in the morning we started our race by peter gyrating ringing this bell and he he was good at it yeah, and I think we did a we did a, a a brief description of it before it happened, so people wouldn't be quite so like taken aback. <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe he has a future in a different career. I or maybe he had a previous career. We don't know. About. I don't know. <laughs> He, but, yeah, he's he was uh, that was hilarious. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> then he did it again the following year because we did we yeah. started and finished at the farm again the following yep. year. So I mean, Peter and Jane Rancourt, amazing hosts. Um, they've always been involved here for the past probably close to eight, nine years. Yep. Um, 
there's going to be a checkpoint there, optional, excuse me, not a checkpoint. There will be an optional oasis there again. Yep. It's back. It's back. And, and Jane makes these amazing pickles that she uh, loves sharing with um and takes a lot of pride in those pickles are pickles back are they yeah oh you if if there's an oasis there's going to be pickles all right that's well this is official you're hearing it i think here first the Court pickles are back they are iconic oh yes uh, they are delicious and anyone that's had one or has yet to have one uh should probably stop and and partake uh the the route would be released by now so you'll see that out on on the 150 course it's only on the 150 course this year but it's it's a tenth of a mile off of course and there'll be signs there that say optional oasis all you have to do is go a tenth mile off go into the rancourt farm and then it's tenth mile back and it's on pavement too so it's an easy tenth of a mile so definitely go check out that oasis probably won't be stopping there if you're going for the win but you have an option if you're if you're uh Everyone else should, should definitely stop out at the Rancourt Farm. We got to talk about, with that, we, we're talking about the Rancourt Farm. Gravel Worlds has started in different locations around Lincoln yeah. throughout the year. So what what's the history of where it started and the route, too? So Schmidty's always the one that puts the, especially the 150 route, that is his baby. Yeah, it started out at the Lancaster Event Center. And the reason why we picked that we're trying to find a place that had free parking for, we didn't know how many people were gonna show up. We had postcards coming from all over all over the place, really. And this is back when it was free entry. You send a postcard in with your information, your name, hometown, category, and contact information. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. So we're like, where are we gonna put all these people? So we traditionally, for the Good Life Gravel Adventure, we started at the Mopac Trailhead, which has like parking for maybe 30 cars, 20 yeah. cars, something like that. So we knew we had to find something different. We wanted to do an edge of town. So we called the event center and they're like, yeah, sure, that many people, go ahead, use it for free. Um, not a big deal, just kind of stay off to the side. Little did we know that there was horses or something out there as well. The county fair was the week before, maybe. Yeah, lots of biting horse flies. Oh so, no. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty oh, they were, bad. Yeah, they were horrible. Yeah, was, so. And no shade. You know, and so at the end of the day, when, you know, you, you know, are looking for some reprieve from the sun, there was, it was, it wasn't to be found. So it was there two years, right? So two years there. And then I, I believe the, the next several years we went out to the Court farm. And that was just after speaking to our friend, uh, who's also a Pirate Cycling League member, Elizabeth Rancourt. Um, she's like, hey, I think my parents would be welcome to you guys starting and finishing there. And then after a while that got kind of, we kind of overgrown the capacity of that. You know, we started having, okay, we're three, 400 people showing up here. We ran out of places to park there. And it kind of became like, this is a little too big for this venue. So then uh, I'm not sure. I don't know if I came up with the idea for Fallbrook. I think I came up with the idea to check with Fallbrook area because the PsychWorks crew had done a state games event out there. I was like, hey, this is, and I, I volunteered. That's what it was. I volunteered out there for a state games event. Like, this would be a pretty mm-hmm. cool spot. It's like literally a mile to gravel. Yeah. And it's like the most challenging gravel around here. Yep. It's the Bohemian Alps out there. So it was ideal. <clears throat> Parking, amenities there just seemed like a good fit. And then luckily we, you know, we were able to meet Dallas Schilling and 
We've been working with him ever since, and Fallbrook's been very supportive. So the routes, primarily, I, I think I may have done the first year. Um, Troy did the second year, and then you start taking over routes after that. Yeah, yeah, and I, you know, just through knowing the start finish, and then knowing people out in the in the country um, that have farms or places, or or just the small towns, you know, like I literally will go and get maps at the department of roads in the, in the basement. They give me a visitor's pass and I ask for a bunch of counties and spread them out on the floor over the winter and, you know, start studying maps and make little notations or little tick marks or little different colored pencils. Um, and I've ridden probably all of all or most of those roads. And I just, when I'm out riding, I also make mental notes that barn's cool. Those horses are friendly. Those dogs are friendly. Those dogs are not friendly. Um, that town is awesome. People are waving. You know, if somebody's in, you know, at their farm or at their acreage and, and it's friendly, I, I stop and, you know, talk to them and get their information or pose the question, hey, what would you be willing to host? Explain to them what the event's about that people are coming from all over the United States and now different mm -hmm. countries. And they're always more than willing to have us stop and be a host and show people what the country, you know, what things are like outside of Lincoln in the, in the country. And so um, I always want to make sure that the routes kind of have a good flow. They're not crossing paths with, you know, a, a road that maybe is potentially not safe. I want to make sure they're challenging. I want to make sure that there's, you know, there are places where there's a little reprieve where you can take a break, get, you know, eat, drink, and you're not always going up and down, you know. So I want to have people that aren't from the area experience something that they, you know, might not think Nebraska is, is about. And um, having Austin Horse or somebody from New York City come back and say, man, that was beautiful. I didn't expect that, you know, is, is something that you know, always keeps me like kind of excited and motivated to find new stuff, you know, cause we have, you know, for sure haven't been on all the roads. And so that's kind of my thinking when it comes to the routes anyway. The, the course has kind of changed a little bit. It used to be a big loop around Lincoln for several years. It was basically a 150 mile loop. Yeah. And we, some of the roads are getting busier, the highways that we would have to cross. And that just doesn't seem safe. For the riders and you know the one year we had a, a train that was stopped literally um and ha hadn't moved for minutes half hour maybe longer so we just wanted to avoid having that problem again and so we haven't really went east a whole lot since then yeah and there's really good stuff up north of fallbrook the start finish line and i think that's kind of what we really try to focus on showcasing a lot of that the bohemian alps landscape it's, it's so pretty beautiful yeah it's pretty unique it's a really big challenge and the roads are a lot of fun up there so it makes sense kind of staying kind of north of or at least northwest of fallbrook maybe a little bit to the southwest so gravel worlds has a lot of traditions that come along with it such as the amazing trophies um the cool starts what are your favorite traditions of gravel worlds weekend 
Oh, for me, it's uh, meeting with everybody on, on Thursday night. You know, we're still going to do that again this year. We're going to open up our registration and expo a day earlier. So on Thursday, we've always had people kind of come into town. Uh, and it's really great to uh, meet, have a meal and hang out with them before everything kind of starts for the, the big weekend. So that's one of my favorite traditions that we, we always end up doing. And this year we'll do that out at Schilling Bridge. So it's perfect. Um, and traditional, it's so to sense. And I like the fact that we change them up and they're, um, again, uh, unique to, to other cycling events. So that's, it's traditional now. And it's something, you know, that I also I like a lot. Yeah. Another is the, the swords. You got to mention the swords. So that was something that I thought of a number of years ago. And I think there was some reluctance with the idea. I, I first bought a wooden sword. And I brought it to a meeting and it was kind of like, eh, like oh, I'm telling you, this is going to be awesome. It's going like, to catch on. No one else does swords. This is a great idea. So eventually uh, we end up buying some somewhat legit swords. And now we have some real swords made. Yeah. Like from a blacksmith. Like award winning, like yes. world class blacksmith that's yes. based just north of Lincoln. Yeah. Col- Colton Arias, uh, if you haven't seen uh, Forged in Fire, you need to check out that TV show because Colton Arias is a two-time champion now. Youngest youngest winner and youngest two-time winner ever. Yeah, yeah pretty amazing. And the way this kind of happened is I was riding with Colton's mom, who, who actually got into to gravel after uh, being a road cyclist for a number of years. And and she was just, you know, not really into gravel. Then she finally tried it. And after that, she's like, I want to thank you so much for introducing me to gravel. It's been amazing. I love it. And uh, we were on uh, doing the solstice, riding with her on the solstice uh, a couple of years ago, three years ago maybe. And she was telling me about her son, who's a blacksmith. I was like, D- does he make swords? She's like, I'm sure he can. Like, okay, <laughs> all right. Like, we've got to ask him. And then that was before he was going to go on to the, the show for the first time. And she couldn't talk about it. Like, she didn't really know what was going to happen herself. But uh, Colton had actually won that first time so it, it was just kind of really cool to to have colton make the swords in nebraska and they can be pretty sharp we asked him not to put an edge on them but but it's uh, still sharp it's like, still sharp yeah his you, his not sharp is <laughs> you could cut a hand off if you wanted to <laughs> right so yeah. they're they're amazing pieces of of craftsmanship and art yep so and didn't, it's didn't he soak them in like salt water yeah this year so because he wanted it to look like a pirate sword. So last year he did a certain technique, and this year he actually... So if you look at the swords, we'll, we'll have them on display when you're here in town. Um, and also Colton will have a, a booth at the expo. So go check out. He'll have his like kitchen knives and other knives he makes, and they are literally masterpieces of art. They're incredible to look at. But he'll have the sword, one of the swords there. We'll have the other trophies out on the stage. But go look at it, and he actually... To make it look like a pirate sword, he like used how the like a sword. When we think of Hollywood, like a pirate sword is black, right? The metal's black. Well, metal isn't naturally black. So how how does it get like that? And so he literally used the same technique of like on the ocean. How does it become black? And so he would heat up the blade and then put really concentrated salt water on the blade, and then when it like cures. 
it makes the the metal black and like there's little droplets of water on there like it's literally a pirate sword like i don't like there's no way to explain it other than it's a real pirate sword uh, how a pirate sword would have been super cool yeah i i i think our traditions with the swords and our prizes our trophies is something special that you know i i like seeing what we come up with i I like seeing the reactions of the winners Mm -hmm. i like seeing the reactions of the crowd there's never there's never been a a champion that when we give them the sword they don't have the biggest smile on their face (laughs) and they always sword fight too they always (laughs) take the swords and do a little play fight yeah and then the next thing is uh, how am i going to get this on the airplane (laughs) yeah don't if you win if you're happen to listen to this and you happen to win gravel worlds you cannot check your sword onto your flight home. We yeah. will we will mail it home for you. Yeah, I think one year the one of the uh, winners may have walked around downtown Lincoln or, or parts of Lincoln with their sword. And uh, yeah, we don't. I don't know if we we would want to endorse, endorse that. <laughs> we don't recommend that. Yeah, no, it's, it might get you in some trouble here. Yeah. So yeah, this year because we, we have the run. So last year we added the long voyage, so we had to come up with a fun trophy for that. So what was our what was our trophy? What's the trophy for the long voyage three hundred? It's a a ship wheel, which is kind of cool. Yep. So uh, last year was a pretty massive ship wheel. I think we toned it down a little bit in size this year because <laughs> last year we're like, whoa, a little heavy. <laughs> this thing's a beast. I think it was like three and a half foot tall when it was on the stand. So we we backed it down a little bit, <laughs> but yeah. it's still like. 20 inches tall or something like that still big Mm -hmm. but it was obnoxiously large last year (laughs) so one thing that we've added this year that's really special with the swords too is we've expanded the captains of the gravel seas as we call them so so who who all is going to get swords this year and why did we why are we expanding that well we decided to expand it out to five different swords this year so we've always done uh, top male top female we'll still have that um, we're also going to add three additional categories. So the three additional ones are going to be a pair of men, and then we're also doing a pair of women, and then we're also adding a, a non-binary gender expansive category. So that will be our five captains of the gravel seas for 2022. Yeah, that'll be that'll be really special of just creating a more diverse and inclusive uh, inclusive race, right? And it, and having more people represented and feeling at home is, is really important to us as a team. Do you want to talk about the, the trophies, the, the boot and the, Oh yeah. So I'll ask that question again. So the, we'll do bronze pirate boot, the bronze boot, and then the ship in a bottle for the double. So, so outside of the sword, we, we talked a little bit about the ship wheel, and this year with the run, we've added a run as well. So we have a 50K ultra marathon on Friday. And then some of the people that are doing the run are doing the double where they run Friday, bike the 150 on Saturday. So what are the what are the trophies for the run and the double? Well, the, the uh, trophy for the run is a bronze boot. Um, and it's, it's very, very cool. And um, for the double is a ship inside of a bottle. Um, and so, uh, again, um, just the stuff that we, we come up with, I think, is creating tradition. And um, it may change yearly, but it's, to me, just a fun tradition. Our, our, uh, our trophies, our prizes are, are always unique. Now, can you wear the boot 
Is it possible? It is. It is not. It is actually bronzed. It's got like a real bronze coating on it, so it has a metal out outing. So it's a pirate boot. What if someone has a really small foot though? What, what if they have a broken foot? And it's probably perfect. Oh. It's oh probably a perfect like splint system. If you want to try <laughs> to ruin your trophy, you can. You yeah. can. You can put it on if you want. It is very solid. It does not move. Yeah. So you could. Uh, you could drink out of that boot, though, maybe. Oh, if you smell the inside of it, it smells like a lot of chemicals. So oh, I actually thought of, I actually thought of it, and I was like, "That would be cool," but <laughs> I think we might kill someone if we do that. So again, That's, again, if you win the boot, we you don't, can do what you yeah, want, but don't endorse that. We we only uh, condone it as a trophy. No other no other <laughs> services of the boot. Yeah. <laughs> So we have about 2,500 people coming into town, and those are just the people that are racing or running. Um, we have you know, thousands of people that are going to be coming to Lincoln this week. What are each of your top three experiences? So one place people should go eat, one place people should go see, and one experience someone should go do. Well, uh, they should go eat at Pepe's Bistro on, on 11th and... G, um, really good vegetarian food, or maybe it's 11th and, and C, sorry, but um, big supporter of all things bikes, all things people in Lincoln, and, and Pepe's is, is a great place to eat. Um, of course, I'm a, a big vinyl and album nut, so I'm going to send you to a couple record stores, Lincoln Vintage Vinyl and, and uh, Lefty's Records. And then if you do have the family, um, there's no better place than going to the children's zoo. The, you know, those are three solid suggestions that I would I would definitely go check out. The zoo has a really interactive experience. They have, you know, you can go watch cheetah races. You can touch live animals, can hold snakes. They have it all over there. All right. Uh, Corey, what are your, your place to eat, thing to do, thing to see? For me, a uh, place to eat is the Hub Cafe, and it's located right off the Emerald Valley Trail, which for folks that haven't been to Lincoln, Lincoln is amazing. It has, in town, uh, over 130 miles of trails. So right off one of the trails is a really cool restaurant called The Hub. And uh, this year we're going to be having, on Sunday morning, time yet kind of nailed down, either 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock, we're going to be having some burritos and coffee there. For folks who are leaving town on Sunday morning, Stop in, grab a burrito, a cup of coffee before you go. Hit the road. Yep. So that's another thing that's new this year. Yep. So we're adding burritos at the hub on mm-hmm. Sunday. Yeah. And and for breakfast, awesome place. One of my favorite places to eat in town for breakfast. What's uh, your favorite thing to eat there? Um, you know, I'm vegan, so I like the avocado toast. Oh, it's so good with the. Is it like pickled? It's pickled something? pickled onions yeah. on there. Oh, yeah, so it's really really good. And a little bit of like. I don't know if it's lemon and zest in there too. That, yep. Yeah, go check out. It's really good. Um, obviously avocado, but yeah, it's it's yummy stuff and a good cup of coffee too. Uh, for things to do, I'm a nerd, so I'm just confirming the names here. Uh, the State Museum of Natural History or Morrill Hall is really, really cool. Um, you can learn all about you know, the, the different types of animals and the history of Nebraska. Pretty unique. And then uh, the capital is also something I'd also uh, direct you towards. Um, it's a really cool capital, and you usually can do uh, tours throughout the day. 
you don't have to have an appointment. You can just show up and they do, they do tours for that. Um, as far as other things to do in Lincoln, uh, one thing I recommend is going out to Wilderness Park. So Wilderness Park is uh, a park that we have here in town on the west side of town designed for flood control, but also has quite a bit of single track. I think it's up to, what, 20 miles now of single track? Wow. Pretty flat, but really, really beautiful. So I'd recommend if you're into some uh, mountain biking, long as it's dry, go out there and check that out. And you can just do like some jump in and jump out pretty quickly. And um, it's nothing too crazy either. No, it's, it's not that bad. It's not rocky for the most part. It's really flowy. Uh, it's, it's just a really cool in-town single track. Yeah, and even if you don't have your mountain bike, you can ride your gravel bike. I actually probably ride my gravel bike in there more than anything else. So it, oh, yeah. it's it's definitely capable if you ride a, 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 a gravel bike through there too. For sure. Like even on bike commute to work, come back home, I'd usually just pop in there on like commuting tires. So semi-slicks or slicks. Yeah. So it's it's something that's really cool to do that's in town that, you know, you're already here for a bike ride. So might as well do another little bike ride through the Wilderness Park. Yeah. Sophia, what's your, what's your three things? Ooh, okay eating so my favorite place to go is tipsy tina's it's right down the Haymarket, our historic district downtown they have incredible tacos my recommendation is the buffalo chicken taco uh on a flour tortilla and a big jumbo margarita so good <laughs> um thing to see probably go to pioneers park and catch a sunset they have miles of trails in there you can see live bison um they have a playground for kids they have some pretty lakes they have a little bit of everything um thing to do would be group therapy bike tours that is my full-time job it is an absolute blast if you've never seen these before they are what's called pedal pubs so you can get a group of people together from you you can have a group of three all the way up to 16 um we have small six-seater bikes that fit between three and six passengers and the large trolleys that fit between like 10 and 16 and you just pedal around and drink and eat and it's a blast so we'll still have spots available for gravel worlds weekend so just check us out there and go pedal around downtown and And i think we're gonna have one at the expo right yeah just if you want to do a quick lap around fallbrook neighborhood yeah yeah so we'll have a few of the small bikes out there on thursday and friday um it'll just be like free will donations to the drivers and they'll just take you around you know quick 10 15 minute rides around fallbrook so i have an idea yeah you you're talking about this i I mean we you may have just created a new category (laughs) for 2023 (laughs) for the it goes they go really slow group therapy on gravel the group therapy gravel category (laughs) oh my god it would take you 30 hours to finish (laughs) Oh yeah, thirty hours would be generous. I think that'd be. I think they only go like six miles an hour. Oh yeah, yeah, six is pushing it. Uh, <laughs> especially on dirt roads and uh, some of the I'm, inclines we have. I'm I'm just saying I can imagine it now. The music that they're gonna they have their music. Oh yeah, blasting. They have ability to store food and calories like probably on the on there. You're you're seated comfortably in a chair and pedaling with your friends. Think about it. It would be more. It would take 20, party pacing to a whole nother level. Yeah. Oh man, twenty twenty three. You wouldn't 
we but that's how that's how we kill someone for the first time there schmitty but <laughs> I, racing racing the trolleys or the small six-seater bikes like through the finish line that could be that, that could, could be, be a, yeah. like a hundred a hundred yard yep. uh dash a hundred yard sprint between yep. two bikes and then it's a like a round robin type yep. tournament that that yeah, could be that I'm, could be a thing. I'm gonna okay. keep pitching the gravel part of it, but we'll 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 talk about that over the, oh, maybe over we the could, winter. Maybe we could have one out at the checkpoint, and it's like a hundred yards of gravel, and we'll have a fastest time. Yeah, like king of the mountain, but um, king of the group therapy. There you go. You all are seeing an inside look of how how quickly we get off topic, <laughs> right? At, at gravel world's meeting. This Do you want a- me to <laughs> let me get my Facebook messenger so I can send you all like thirty messages of all my ideas <laughs> in a row? <laughs> well, well, okay. I'll I'll tell my th- three things. That was a ten minute tangent. <laughs> so my th- oops. <laughs> My three things. So, uh, going out to eat, you're not going to go wrong at Schilling Bridge. That I, we've been talking about other places, but Schilling Bridge is a great host. They're going to have uh, food there all weekend. Great, great food out at Schilling Bridge. I'm also something to do. You got to go to Cycle Works. That's one thing that that you got to go to. It's a, such a unique bike shop. Um, if you're a fan of bike shops, that's one thing I love to do when I go visit places. You got to go check out Cycle Works. They have so uh, much history there. Yeah, they have they have like a Gravel Worlds museum pretty much there, so you can see old jerseys, old pictures. the The other cool, really thing I love about Cycle Works is their floor is made out of bricks, but they're not like cemented together. So, like when you're rolling your bike or you're walking, the the bricks like clink together in a super unique way it's it sounds so cool yeah the the bike shop is super cool so you got to go check out cycle works uh and then something to do i'll i'll say the the self-guided tour of memorial stadium so if you go to the uh south side of the stadium there's like a door you can go into during the day and go go see inside memorial stadium i was in the marching band at nebraska i met my wife at the marching band in nebraska so i spent a lot of time inside that stadium it's a special place to me um, regardless of what the scoreboard is at the end of more and more games, it seems like. So, um, yeah, just go check that out. It's, it's a pretty cool stadium if you, if you're into, uh, football. So, and a lot of tradition there as well with, with Husker football. So yeah, those are my three things. So normally we ask the question of what the gravel family means to our guests. Uh, but we're going to switch it up a little bit today and we're each going to share, a little welcome message to everyone coming into Lincoln. So, Corey, do you want to start that off? Sure. I, I guess I just want to tell everybody, enjoy yourselves, um, be good to each other, have a great time on the gravel roads, and we'll see you at the finish line. Yeah. Uh, take time to, like you said, just enjoy enjoy what you're doing. Be in the moment. Um, if you have some things that potentially are, are stressing you out or, you know, forget those leave them leave them at the at home leave them at the on the curb and and come to lincoln and just have a good time enjoy enjoy the ride enjoy you know everyone yeah uh, i just want to say soak it all up it comes so fast and it leaves so fast and but the memories will last forever so i cannot wait to see each and every one of you and give as many of you hugs as possible uh my big thing i want to say is thank you um this gravel family has changed our lives in ways that we can't 
even put into words and to get to be a part of the thousand women and just gravel worlds in general is incredible for all of us. And for me uh, personally too. So, so thank you. Um, we appreciate you more than you will ever know from first to last place. We genuinely put our heart and soul into this. It, like from the moment we wake up until we go to bed every single day, we're thinking about pirates like new league and gravel worlds. So, yep. Um, we hope you feel that passion while you're here. And I promise you that, that we are giving you 125% of ourselves and we can't wait to see you at the start and cheer you on as you come at the finish. And so we're proud of you and we're thankful for you. And please tag us in your Instagrams, your Facebooks. We want to see all these cool memories that are going to be made this weekend. So share them and we will share the love as well. Well, thank you so much, Corey and Craig, the the OGs of Pirate Cycling League and Gravel Worlds. I hope that people coming into town find find happiness and excitement coming into to Gravel Worlds. And from Sophia and I, thank you from us to oh, you. Th- yeah, um, thank you guys. You've you've sent set a a lot of groundwork for the next generation of gravel cyclists. Um, some a lot of that work is unseen and unrecognized. So Pretty thank you so fun. much to both of you. You mean a lot to Sophia and I. So, yeah, thank you so much. We'll see you all so soon. We are so excited for Gravel Worlds 2022, and which means we're already starting to think about Gravel Worlds 2023. (laughs) Yeah, we have a new category, maybe. Yeah. (laughs) Party pacing. Party pace. (laughs) All right, we'll see you all very soon. Thank you so much for being a huge support of the Gravel Family Podcast. That was a a really good one. I'm Sophia. I'm Jason. I'm Schmitty. I'm Corey. And this has been another episode of the Gravel Family Podcast. We will see you in Lincoln so soon.